May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength, our rock, and our redeemer. Amen. We are one in the Spirit. We are one in the Lord. We are one in the Spirit. We are one in the Lord. And we pray that all unity may someday be restored. And they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love. I thought y'all might know that one. It's one of my favorites. And I love the idea of it. I love the idea that people will know that we are followers of Jesus Christ by our love for one another. But sometimes I think we've switched the lyrics. Sometimes I think the more accurate version of the song would be, we will judge one another, we will judge others too, we will judge one another, we will judge others too, and I'll hope no one looks at me because I'm judging you, and they'll know we are Christians because we judge, because we judge. Ever feel that maybe that's the way people actually see it? Now, it's not a distinctly Christian problem. It's a human thing. This desire for everything to be okay. But we know not everything's okay. We want to appear like we've got everything together, knowing full well that we don't. And the easiest way to make sure that no one sees our own imperfections is by pointing to the imperfections of others. So easy to do. And if we can get everyone looking at that thing that someone else is doing wrong and get them talking about it, then maybe they'll never glance back over at us. See what it is we're doing. How messed up we are. But that's not how we are supposed to be. We are called not to judge those that we are with, but to live with them, to be with them. In last week's scriptures, it talked about being with people. Mourning with people who were in mourning. Celebrating with people who are celebrating. It's an important thing for the Bible to have pointed out because sometimes we get a little hipster with our faith or with our, with our standing. We get a little too good. Like we're not going to say out loud that we disapprove, but everyone in the room is going to know that we are. You've seen the type. I mean, with all of the youth work that I've done, whenever we would have a game, inevitably, there was at least one kid who'd be out from the corner kind of standing like this. You know, kind of too cool for school, just 
whatever, I got to be here, but I'm not going to have any fun. And they would never flat out say, I'm not going to do it. Well, some would, but most don't. But they make it immediately clear they're not having fun, and they think anyone who is is stupid. I wish I could say this was a distinctly teenage thing. But I can't. Have you ever been at a meal or a party where everyone's having a really, really great time, and there's someone sitting at the table or over there's just... Yes. And hint, if you're at the party and you don't see someone doing that, there's a very good chance it's you. Um, <laughs> just as a heads up. There's always that person who's like, well, I mean, the food could have been better. I can't believe they picked this venue. Or is she really going to wear that? <laughs> is Dan going to trim his beard sometime this month? You, you know, there's always the something that's going on. That, And so in last week's scripture, we were called to actually be with people. So when we're with a group of people who are celebrating, to celebrate with them. If the idea is to be with people, it's not just be in the same room as, it's share in their joys. If you're with a whole bunch of people who are sad, that's probably not the moment to be running around waving your hands in the air. It isn't always easy. But it is something we are called to do. So that was last week. This week, we come up against a slightly different concern. Because being with people in their feelings, in their highs and in their lows, that's one thing. And it is something, and it's important. But here's the thing. You may have noticed this. We don't always agree with one another. I know. I don't know. I'm actually getting some stunned looks. You do know we disagree with each other from time to time, right? We could... Maybe you don't. You know, I, I, maybe, maybe, maybe it's just, maybe I'm just the most contrary person in the world. But in general, we argue, we disagree, we have different ideas of how things are supposed to go. We have people just in this small congregation from so many different traditions and backgrounds. Everyone's got their own way of doing things. This is good. It's a good thing. And we're going to come together, and we're going to discuss, and we're not always going to agree. Now, how are you supposed to do that? It says we are called not to judge them. Now, it owns that there will be differences, that there will be people who say that you should eat only vegetables, and others who disagree. And it says that both of them, these people who are disagreeing on dietary laws, which the Bible took very seriously. You just heard Judy read a whole long list on the restrictions on one specific meal. It says, you know what? They're both doing it to glorify God. So treat them as a beloved of God. Do not judge them because they're different from you. Some will honor one day. And again, those individual, those holy days were taken very importantly. Again, you just heard the laundry list of rules surrounding this one specific day. And yet others hold all days to be alike. That's sort of the reformed way of doing it, that every day belongs to God. And yet these people who come together, some 
honor the day. Some don't. But we are called to love one another, even in our disagreements. Session is meeting after church today. And we're going to have things that, we, that we're going to be discussing, things we need to do. And we're not always going to agree with each other. One of the nice things about our session, we do actually let each other know when we're in a different place. And we actually manage to stay pretty darn respectful as we do it. That's not always a given. What you're hearing here is that people are going to do faith differently from one another. And we are called not to judge them in that difference. And I think what is meant by that is we are not allowed to look at someone because they do Christianity different from us and say, you are not Christian because of that. And I was going to have fun with this one. I was going to go into this whole laundry list of people who need to learn that lesson. And then I realized, oh no, I'm judging the judgers. <laughs> I was really depressed when I came back from working the sermon yesterday. Rose was like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I have to tell us on myself. Because I do. I realized as I was preparing this sermon that if I came out and talked about all these other people who are judging people, I would have completely missed the point. So, there is a group that Rose and I have been attending. The group is called Celebrate Recovery, and it meets at Christ the Rock Church in Menasha, right? Appleton, that area. It's one of those big mega church style places and those places make me crazy there's so much about what they do that i despise frankly in a church Amen. you really don't need to back me up on this i'm the bad example here <laughs> but thank you and i have this little ritual i'm going through we're, we're, we're on our way there and i'm like oh like cracking my neck and getting ready and it's like I am not going to scream you hypocrites at the top of my lungs and run out of the building I am not going to scream you hypocrites and, run out of my and, it, and it's all the stuff and I look and I'm like oh they do this they do this they do this I walk in I look at the little coffee shop they have and I'm like and you, you know all, all this other stuff they're doing it differently and they're doing it differently in ways that make me nuts, in ways that I think distract from the message. And sometimes the message that they give is one that I'm like, you have a congregation of thousands, and this is what you're telling them? But that's the problem there. I'm judging them. And the Bible tells me not to. Now, I am allowed to disagree with them. I would be allowed, say, to interact with members and say, you know, you're doing this. I really think you got to consider going this way. Or apparently this pastor said something about the Lord's Prayer, which... I'm really hoping the message got crossed. I'm not even going to repeat it because it's infuriating. And maybe I could go and talk to that pastor 
and be like, you gave your people this message and I really think you need to reconsider that message because they're listening to you. But the moment I act like their faith, their religion, their church for some reason doesn't count because of these differences, I've done it wrong. And I am the one in the wrong. No matter how good my seminary learning is, no matter how great my theology might be, I don't get to decide who is church and who is not. You may have noticed in the invitation to the table that at the end of the day, everyone who hears it is invited and that it is left to you individually to decide whether it is appropriate for you to approach this table or not. There are people who think it shouldn't be done that way. But the moment that, in that fact, that used to be Sessions' job. Around the era of the Revolutionary War, the pastor handled all of the business decisions of the church. Session had exactly that one job, and that was going around from household to household and deciding, are you good enough to come to communion? Are you up enough on your giving? Where's your business at? Are you following respectable business practices? That pie you made for the Presbyterian Women Bake Off wasn't very good. We're not sure. I mean, I don't know what all they measured. But literally, it was the entire year was spent making this decision. And then they would give them little tokens that said, okay, give this to the pastor. It means we said we've approved you for the year. Wow. It used to be understood. That was the session's job. We love our judging. It's hard to let go. Because it's nice to think you're better than someone else. It's nice to look at your own flaws and say, well, I got my problems. At least I got it more together than Bob. You knew that was coming. <laughs> I was going to go another way, but you'd already accepted it was coming to you. <laughs> and Steve. Oh, God. <laughs> so here's the point. You are going to encounter people who do faith differently than you. You're going to disagree with how they do it. Some of you have left churches because of those disagreements. This is all fine. Last week was about being with people, meeting them emotionally where they were, and not holding yourself above them or as better than them. This week is about understanding that, yes, you are going to have differences. We are going to argue. We're Presbyterian. We're great at that. Stick by your guns. Go for it. Believe in what you believe. Interact. Push people when you think, ah, I think we should be doing it this way. So long as you respect the fact that they are still doing what they do to glorify the Lord. So long as you recognize that you do not get to decide who is Christian and who is not. So long as you remember that at the end of the day, everyone is invited to this table. If we can keep that in mind, 
then we can go forward, we can do theology, we can argue to our heart's content. But the moment we look at someone else's faith, and instead of saying we disagree, we say, well, then you're not really a Christian. Then the joke is on us. Because judgment is the Lord's. And the only one the Lord's going to be looking at at that moment is us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.